The phone lines in Istanbul are going to be busy tonight with all the Liverpool fans calling in to cancel their bookings, which they had booked listening to Klopp. At the end of last season, he said, okay, fans, where's the final next? Istanbul, book your tickets. Well, well, well. It didn't go according to plan for them. And it did go to plan for us in a, in a scoreline that reminded eerily close to the UCL final from last time. Thumping win last time, great win this time. And with that, welcome back. Hala Madrid. Welcome back, Madridistas, to another episode of Let's Be Real podcast. And with that, um, let's actually get started because it's it's been a comfortable win. It's been a tactical win, more or less, other than anything else. Uh, I was kind of nervous for the game yesterday. I was telling Sunaid yesterday. And he told me, don't be nervous today, be nervous tomorrow. And the good thing for both of us is that none of it actually mattered. Tactically, I think we kept our shape and everything but we'll get into tactics we'll get into our ratings we'll get into what's next for us uh, but before we get into that uh, chat please welcome javier my esteemed partner and panelist for the day how's it going javier thoughts initial thoughts before we get into it like you said uh do all good uh, i mean a very comfortable result a very comfortable game uh, it seems for the first uh, 20 to 25 minutes that Real Madrid uh, needed to win. But after that, they said like, okay, is Liverpool not going to do nothing? I'm not going to do nothing as well. And the game could easily be over uh, uh, 45 minutes and it wouldn't change a bit. So glad for the result and glad for another year another victory over Liverpool, so. That's actually, yeah, that echoes a yeah, lot of Liverpool. sentiments. Yeah, another year, another victory over Liverpool. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, in the grand scheme of things, it's just another match. But with this, we are through to the next stage in the UCL campaign. So great things coming up. Uh, just looking at the chat, we have Dennis the Great saying, vamos, a la Madrid, a la Madrid, Dennis, and welcome back. Uh, hope you're having an enjoyable rest of your day or evening, whatever it is. Uh, and Sunil is also there. Sunil says, uh, hotel booking merchants. To which uh, I agree. My condolences to booking.com and whatever other sites they uh, they used. And yeah, yeah, man. It's uh, it's one of those things. It's funny in retrospect. Uh, then again, it's, it's funny even now. But yeah, Javier, uh, you said that it didn't look like we wanted to try after the first 20 minutes. Uh, was there actually a drop-off in the way that we attacked? Or was it more tactical from Carlo? Or is it not enough tactically from Carlo? Because we played our starters all the way up until the 80th minute. Uh, just a quick word as to what you think our first half tactics were like. 
before we get into the second half. Okay, so my my, my whole train uh, uh, of ideas is, is is this. I think Carlo expected that Liverpool is gonna go full power in the first minutes, right? Mm -hmm. So he said to them, "Hey, they can they cannot push you if you push first. So Real Madrid push, 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 and then he uh, the whole team and he realized like we we don't need to push." Because they're they're not creating anything. They they are not pushing back. So why we need to to risk if there's nothing uh, that the other team is is making? So uh, uh, I think Carletto expected a uh, a few punches of Liverpool, mm -hmm. and when he saw that uh, Liverpool was uh, toothless, he said like, okay, if if that the game you, you want to play, I can play this game better. And I was thinking, like this, the same uh, starting lineup for us is the same against all the draws in the past few weeks. You know, mm -hmm. I was just thinking, like we play exactly with these guys if we want to draw. So today, that we can even lose by two or three, if you have this lineup, it was it was the perfect uh, lineup for a mm -hmm. result. That, mm -hmm. like I said, it would be. Uh, so often than not uh, that this would this game would end in a in a draw because mm. unfortunately for us this lineup oh, it's it's almost a certainty that uh, a draw with zero zero on the score you know mm -hmm. we lock it up uh, with Thibaut and the defense yeah. but we we are so uh, powerless in the attack so when you have a, a knockout stages like this and you already have a an advantage of, of three goals, and the other team is not pushing you, is the dream for a, you know, like a catenacho. And we didn't play like uh, we needed to win because we didn't need to win. I don't know if that makes sense. That actually does make a lot of sense because, as you said, in the first 20 minutes, we were playing with more intensity because I think we, yeah, as you said, we expected a lot more intensity. From Liverpool, we were expecting their—I um, don't know—I don't know what they call it nowadays, but their full intensity team should have been on display, um, which is, I think, what Carlo expected, um, and that's why for the first twenty minutes it felt like we were behind on goals, and we wanted more and more. We just wanted it more. Um, I think just Sunay just mentioned it in <laughs> in the chat. Liverpool looked like they gave up three weeks ago. Uh, mentality monsters, you know, um, fair enough. It, it could just be the case. Uh, and talking about the lineup itself, I think, uh, I think we did have a short discussion before as to what the lineup should be in the preview, but I, I don't think anybody expected, uh, both Luca and Tony to start together. I think it was also part of a scare tactic just to give Liverpool, you know, some flashbacks just to flex how amazing our midfield is right next to the non-existent midfield that they have and it was actually the case um, we just showed a lot more quality than they knew what to do with um, this is to be expected when you have both Luca and Tony the long balls that we pinged the, the passes that we created the chances that we got which uh, we'll get to finishing in a second but the chances that we created were actually fantastic I'm actually impressed um, it could just be that we 
played against such a weekend or such a non-existent Liverpool midfield that our midfield just looked out of this world. It looked amazing. Uh, thoughts about the midfield, Javier, before we get to all the other important parts of the game. I mean, like you said, I I, I somehow uh, love and, and hate uh, Carletto when he starts Luca and Antonio. I love him because I love those guys, and I and I and I get what you mean when when the other team saw that oh he's starting Luca and Tony. Those two guys have I I think more wins in the Champions League that probably eighty percent of the teams of the history of Champions League. You know <laughs> those two guys are. Uh, I, I would love to see the record of Real Madrid when those two guys start. It probably would be over 90% of winning. So, yeah, that's a pretty intimidating uh, when you saw that. And we, when you also saw that, oh, he's not playing in a defensive midfield. He's playing Camavinga. Shit. <laughs> that's actually true. business, no? I expected that, um, at least Sunez expected that Cruz would be playing deeper. But the more the most I saw about the midfield, was in a level playing field. We didn't have to drop back too much. Um, the the clear, I mean, at least the weaknesses that we had were covered by our other players. And yeah, Tony didn't have to do as much. Um, Kamavinga actually stepped up to the CDM role and allowing both Luca and Tony to play as the pivot as, as I wanted to, which worked out fantastic for my predictions. Just, just, just a side note. Yeah, Luca and Tony, uh, the veterans who. There has been a lot of rumors that they might be hanging up their boots at the end of the season. Um, their contract extension talks are getting more and more complicated, more and more towards the end, uh, or it looks like that they're nearing the end of their contracts. I think Javier just lost his internet connection. But yeah, man, uh, all, all of the things that I saw from Luca and Tony were just vintage Luca and Tony moments. The crosses, the switch of play from, from Tony, the slowing of the game down, absolutely fantastic. And Luca with the short passes and uh, passes to the inside of the box, amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, thoughts about Luca and Tony as ever, Javier. Anything else you want to add? Anything else I'm missing? No, no, I, I think the, the, that's a perfect reason, you know, I, I, I mean, the, I expect uh, both of them to renew, I, I expect uh, both of them to be uh, crucial for the next uh, season, season, maybe two seasons for Tony, mm. like, because I, I expect uh, something for them that is, that is not uh, common, but then again, this has these are not regular players. I expect, I, I really expect that those two guys are going to teach everything that they know to their replacements. That's an interesting take, Javier, because I've seen a lot of a uh, lot of our fans say online, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Reddit, they say that these players are nearing the end of their careers and that Tony is more or less washed, is uh, what most, most people say, uh, to which... I disagree with on a regular basis, 
but it does feel like Tony's nearing the end of his career. And this is one of those easier fixtures for him to actually flex his quality. I don't know. Do you think that, yeah, coming back to the same point, I guess, do you think that he will stay for more than this season, more than two seasons? I mean, I expect him to renew this mm. season and keep this uh, Real Madrid um, way of thought of going season by season. Mm. I mean, I, I can easily say, like, I expect the 2023-2024, but it will depend entirely of his role for one more. I, I think if, like, you and I expected, and today I was reading something about that, Bellingham is close yeah. in this, but it's the same every week. I think if, if, if the Real Madrid brings Bellingham, I think uh, it's one season for Tony, yeah. and and then he probably gonna retire. Mm. I I would think so, especially with the uh, Benzema's renewal uh, details coming out more and more in the in the in, in recent news. Uh, for those out of the loop, Benzema renewed for another year, which is kind of the Real Madrid way now. With older players, we offer one-year extensions. It seems to be the norm. Um, so I guess we sh should expect it going forward to to the next seasons. Uh, before we get to Kamavinga, and I have a couple of notes for Kamavinga, uh, I should just look at the comments real quick. Uh, Ashik B is in the chat. Welcome back, Ashik. Ashik says, history didn't repeat today. Uh, the king lives. Long live the king. The Caesars of football lives on. Died is of March. Hail Caesar. Hail Madrid. <laughs> I don't know where Ashik gets it, man. Ashik is a freaking poet. Uh, welcome back, Ashik. And uh, Sunaid actually rounds up my jump into the next topic. Kamavinga looked like Prime Casamiro today. He has come a long, long way. Now, this is one of the discussions that I wanted to get into because Kamavinga is playing deeper. Kamavinga is playing CDM, the role that Cruz was expected to cover. And Kamavinga did a fantastic job today. And he seems versatile enough to actually do it in the long run whenever we don't have so many available or if we can play a double pivot with so many. And Kamavinga. Uh, Kamavinga playing that position may also uh, occupy Cruz's position, may limit the kind of chances that Cruz gets to move ahead, uh, which could also hinder uh, his contract extension. Just wanted to add that to the Cruz uh, contract talks. But let's get into Kamavinga's role today. Javier, uh, were you impressed with what you saw from Kamavinga? And do you agree with Sunaid? Uh, did he play like Prime Casemiro or even close for you? No. I, I, I had to, first of all, disagree with uh, Sunaid uh, because he didn't play like Prime Casemiro. He played like a Prime. I don't know if you can saw that. Red Dawn, though. Come on. Because okay. I, I, I will never saw uh, uh, these progressive balls with uh, Casemiro. And I saw the progressive balls with uh, Camavinga. I mean, defensively, there's nothing better than Casemiro. We all know that. Mm -hmm. But with the ball progression, uh, Camavinga reminds me a lot of Redondo. You know, both of them are left-footed. Both of them are insanely created for a defensive midfield like insanely this position is is so rare to have a, a creative one we can also have the the position of destroying the 
the play. That's why uh, whenever the, someone is in doubt of of, of Kama being, I, I I I just relax and, and think like this guy is, is is so young, he's so talented, and he has a lot to develop. So for me, uh, Eduardo rarely surprised me because I I know what talent that we have. It's like like when you say like Bini surprised me today. No, I I, I would expect uh, Bini to destroy Trent Alexander Arnold every single week. Yeah, and I would expect uh, Camavinga to to destroy Fabinho and Milner. I mean, come on! Both of those guys are easily old enough to be their father, like <laughs> Luca or Tony. You know? Yeah. I mean, if you if you watch the two midfields in this game, yeah, uh, you can easily, uh, uh, if you average the age, it will be somewhere twenty-five. But the only one that is under twenty, it's it's Eduardo. So it's no surprise. I don't. I'm, I we don't compare him today with Casemiro. We compare him today with Fernando. But but for me, it's 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 a very solid game, and I and I understand why uh, Carleto start uh, Camavinga instead of Chouamini. I, I I get it. Mm -hmm. I I would love. Uh, I don't know for the Sunday uh, game against uh, Barca. I I would expect probably Kama and Chouamini starting the midfield. Because it's a completely different game. But for today, Kama was, was perfect. Because, like you said, going deeper and deeper and deeper allows him to progress the ball further, further and further. You know? It's a very tactical uh, uh, way of thought of Carleto. Like, oh, uh, when when um, Kama receives the ball in our box mm -hmm. and nothing, no one, sorry, no one is uh, there to press him, he can progress with the ball 60, 70 meters and then give the pass to Tony and Luca. They can uh, have uh, create these kind of chances uh, for Bini and mm -hmm. Fede. So for me, it was a very uh, uh, brilliant uh, way to resolve the problem for Carleto. Mm. That actually makes a lot of sense. Uh, tactically, I, I also think that starting Kamavinga today was the right decision as he just proved to us but more than that it's more of a i think it, it was more of creating more chances than it is holding the ball because tony was allowed to actually stay on the ball control the pace slow it down whenever we wanted it to especially in the second half uh, especially in the beginning of the second half which is when we expected kind of a burst of energy from liverpool uh, but tony was there to to put a stop to it more or less a uh, couple of things from the chat. Ashik B says, don't want Kama or Chamini to play like anyone but prime themselves. Uh, that's, a, that's a valid sentiment, Ashik. That's actually well put. Uh, a better summary than, than what we just said. Uh, Sunay says, what Javier Casemiro was underrated in that aspect? I think he means ball progression. Come on, people have short memories. I mean, completely different players. Uh, Kamavinga, not a CDM. Casemiro, on the other hand, born to play CDM. Uh, different players, uh, different in their creative aspects. No shitting on Casemiro. Nobody's going to do that. Uh, but yeah, today's game perfectly suited Kamavinga and his creative capabilities, creative tendencies. It paid off. Uh, anything else to add before? Oh, Dennis the Great says, Cruz was quality today. 
But against Barca, I want Kama and Chouamini. I mean, we saw uh, in the last 10 minutes, Kama and Chouamini play together. Um, anything to add there, Javier? Uh, Kama and Chouamini together. I mean, I think we all expect great things from that partnership for many more years to come. Uh, in the 10 minutes that we saw today, uh, was there anything that stood out to you? I guess also with no, I, uh, Ceballos playing there. I have to agree. I have to agree. I, I, if you ask me, I would start uh, probably uh, on Sunday. But this is this is just my 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 opinion. I know that, that this is not going to happen. Yeah. But I will start uh, Schwamini, Kamavinga, Fede, and Luca on Sunday. Mm. And Bini and Rodrigo on the bench. Yeah, I know that it looks not like gonna it, happen. Yeah. yeah, we'll get it. We'll get to the attack in just about a second. But with the midfield, I guess that's all there is to do. Yeah, uh, Benzik Benzema. What a crazy concept it would have been. Did it look crazy today? Or should Benzema have been taken off after 50 minutes? Thoughts, Javier? I mean, I mean, Benzema, we saw that it's so rare that Benzema have two consistent good games, you know? It, it's a shame for us because we're in March and, mm. and this, this situation uh, is not going to happen anytime soon, like as it seems. I don't know if he's injured and or if he's gonna be fit for Sunday. I would think so. Mm. But today, like you said it in the chat, this Benzema misses so many chances. I, I I was watching the game with with my wife and I said like a few times like he needs to go to the ball, no uh, no wait for the yeah. ball to to go to him. Like mm. two or three, you know, like uh, in the first half. I mean, the pass for Tony was behind him. It's not his fault. But I think two crosses for Bini were perfect, perfect crosses. And Prime Benzema will go to the ball and cross it the other way. I, yeah. I think uh, one is against uh, Arnold and one against, I think it's Van Dijk. But I mean, Prime Benzema will score those two easily. And he is called today. The Benzema from last season would bury all those chances because. I think he he had to take an extra touch in the box today and the ball that fell to him at the end was just a freebie of sorts. It's not a Benzema. I mean, it's a Benzema goal, but you know what I mean? It's not a Benzema quality yeah, yeah. goal. It's it's a very, very Benzema-ish goal because it's, a, <laughs> it's the other guy doing all the stuff and then Benzema's there at the right time as a poacher, as he should be, as is his best natural ability. He's at the right place at the right time to actually... Just finished the game uh, 6 2, as Doris just put in the chat. Huge result overall. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. But Prime Benzema, uh, or even the Benzema from last season, I think that is Prime Benzema. But anyway, uh, I digress. Uh, Prime Benzema would have scored 3 4 5. I don't know. Even uh, could have outscored Haaland from yesterday. Didn't happen. Uh, that makes the case all the more stronger uh, for him to start on the bench for the El Clasico, which, as we know, will definitely not happen. I think we have some comments that say, uh, Dennis says, Benzema was poor today, in my opinion. Uh, Daniel Son 
Emmanuel. I'm sorry if I got your name wrong, Daniel. Uh, he says, I can't lie, guys. Benzema performance today was so poor, in my opinion. Uh, I guess, yeah, man, we agree. Uh, it's not what we expect of Benzema. I think we've come to rely on Benzema way too much. That one of those performances, one of the performances like this, uh, just, you know, increases the question. Uh, should we have a backup? I mean, we've tried backups for Benzema. Uh, in terms of Luka Jovic, in terms of Hazard sitting on the bench, nothing works out. And Benzema has to step up time and time again and deliver. And the goal today came from Benzema. So even though his performance was poor, it just, uh, yeah, we can't do without Benzema. Uh, Ashik says Benzema needs to stay on for Karim to rise to the top and Karim does rise to the top. Um, Sunaid says 21-22 Benzema has a hat-trick tonight. Yeah, man, even a hat-trick is putting it lightly. Uh, Ashik says, uh, there's only one thing missing on the bench today. Mariano and his prolific hairdo. Fair enough. <laughs> I I can't talk anything about it because if I do, I go on a rant. Um, so instead, let's move on to the other players uh, on either wing. Let's start with Vinny, uh, who I thought had a fantastic game. Uh, the most creative player on the pitch. And exposed Trent Alexander-Arnold, uh, sorry, exposed TAA for the fraud that he is. Uh, we've, we've been having this comparison of TAA versus Kavahal for, uh, for a while now. And I think it's time the world as such give Kavahal his flowers. Bro is the best RB. Uh, and in this game, he just clearly demonstrated it. Also, uh, before we get into all of that, Vinicius, I think, uh, gave Trent the yearly, the annual uh, beating. There's just uh, nothing the boy can't do in this season, apparently. Thoughts on Vinny, Javier, uh, before we get to some of the um, some of the comments for having fun with Trent. I mean, for the comments to be having fun with, Trent, I don't think uh, uh, anyone of the chat have a better time than Vinny today. Vinny was on a, uh, on a dream. This is the ideal scenario for Vinny. Uh, uh, a right back that don't destroy him uh, with kicks yeah. and tends to, to move forward so much that allows him to, to have the whole wing by himself and expect that Konate, don't get me wrong, Konate was brilliant today. I mean, if, what, if today was Joe Gomez was again, I think Vini will score three goals because Konate is, is faster than, than Gomez. Yeah. And that uh, that coverage by Gomez uh, pushed Vini to, to give the pass and, and he brings so many passes to Benzema. But if was today, uh, a Joe Gomez, I think Vinny would easily go in the box and destroy uh, Allison. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like you said, like we said earlier, like I, I don't so I don't get surprised by Vinny anymore, and in a good way, you know. I expect uh, brilliance of him because I know how brilliant he can be. I I, I didn't see today anything that uh, wows me, but. It's not in a derogative way. Don't don't get at me at the, in the chat. 
especially you, Sunay. I, there's no one that loves more Bini than I. But for me, this is now the, the new normal for Bini, you know? Last season, Bini uh, uh, said to the entire world, this is, this is my true form. So this uh, kind of exhibitions for Bini is now the, what I expect. Is, is this his ceiling? I don't think so. But today I don't saw uh, this supernova that and that I know that he can perfectly have. Like Vini is, Vini is a superstar, like insanely superstar. Like you know, like today, yesterday, Halan, sorry, yesterday Halan had this supernova mm. performance. Today was a very good performance by Vini. So creative, so creative. I mean, we all know that. Um... We all kind of have come to rely on Vinny to be the creative outlet for the team, and it has been happening consistently. It's a good thing to see. It's also kind of predictable to see, uh, which is something that we will face problems with going forward. But for today's game, uh, Vinny, exceptional. Uh, I think it's also, even under even under Zidane, uh, the Vinny performance against Liverpool is still one for the books, because that's one of the performances after which Zidane came and said, this is the Vini that we expect. This is the Vini that will play for us in the next coming seasons. He was completely right. Uh, praise Zidane yet again, yet again. Uh, I think he scored two goals. And that was one of his standout performances from a couple of seasons ago. And right now, this has become routine for him. Uh, the Liverpool flank has become much more open to him. Uh, but before we move forward, I mean, credit to Alisson for stopping Vinny's shot in the first 20 minutes, I want to say. It was a pretty good chance. Vinny took it effortlessly and Alisson just got in the way. Alisson was a menace all the way up until uh, Benzema scored it. So props to him. Uh, we do give our respect where it's required. As does our club uh, when we played You Never Walk Alone at the end of 90 minutes. Uh, a show of class, pure class from Real Madrid and it's uh, it's also something worth mentioning. So there. A uh, <laughs> couple of things about Vini and about that Vini versus Trent on the wings. Sunay says just call him Trent man, shake my head. I did, I did. I, I, I gave up so now I'm calling him Trent instead. Uh, Daniel says, Vinny dusted Trent today, as always, guys. I mean, yeah, man, that makes sense. Uh, VVD, Ashik says, VVD is not fit to shine Militao's boots. The fall off of Virgil van Dijk has been exceptional. Uh, I think Carlito said in the last press conference that Militao is the best centre-back in the world. And, I mean, all of us on the panel completely agree because we see this week in and week out. Uh, some of the other traditional media have been questioning it and I think today has been uh, a breather for them. Suneed also says, Trent has a reputation for crosses. His cross completion today would be 5%. Overrated as fuck. Uh, yeah, Trent is a one-trick pony, more or less, now. Uh, he did also try the corner taken quickly routine with us. Uh, sadly, we are not the smallest club in Spain and it doesn't work against us. 
<laughs> shots fired shots fired uh, ashik says uh, on caesar's death anniversary when he came when he saw and when he conquered uh that's a uh, vidi vidi vici uh and ashik says caesar once coined the expression vini vidi vici so it's it's actually vini vidi vici i came i saw i conquered but today it's vini vidi vici as ashik just put in the chat um okay good now let's move on to the other wing so that we finish up our attacking uh players how was fede valverde how was fede valverde different today than from the other games rest of the season i guess if i had, if you allow me jadu i will i will talk about uh who oh, was absolutely. in front of uh, and in front of fede Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, first, we 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 like you said this uh, joke of uh, Alexander Arnold as, as the best right back. It, it's a joke now. We all know that, but we also uh, hear the story that Robertson is the best uh, fullback. We, if if Alexander Arnold had a terrible game today, I just saw the. I was just checking on my phone the, the stats, you know? Mm-hmm. They gave Alexander Arnold uh, 3.5 today. Fantastic. And they uh, and they gave Robertson a 3.3. I was I was checking my phone because I I didn't knew, uh, knew that uh, Robertson played today. Exactly. I was just going to say I didn't see him all game. Um all game that so uh, this is even more impressive uh, for Fede, you know. He completely dragged the, one of the most attacking fullbacks in the game. One of you the, and I, yeah. and you and I, and probably some of the uh, people in the chat didn't knew that Robertson played today. That's actually true. Uh, the chat can let me know. Um, did Robertson play today? And if so, where did you find him? Because I didn't see him. So, Fede, I, I I don't like Fede in the right wing. I, I I get I get why Carletto played him in that position, but it's it's in the same regard that uh, Kama in the in the full back position. I mean, I get it. I don't like it. It's a it's a substitution, but I would love to to have uh, Rodrigo in that position. But mm. then again, when you put Fede, so you have to substitute Ka, uh, Cross or Luca, and and this problem. It's it's the problem that all of us have and Carletto have, but uh, for me, Fred, it's, it's a delight to see every game. I mean, this this guy exudes uh, Madridismo, exudes uh, football. Like I I know that uh, football is the passion of Fede. I mean, this guy doesn't do a ball. He didn't. Uh, uh, he doesn't um, get in conflict. He. He's so, you know, I I, I would describe it like this. He's, he played like a child, like this. Uh, when you're a child and you love to play football just for the sake of it, and you are not selfish, you are uh, a team player, Fede is the whole package. I, I know that Fede is going to be uh, the captain of Real Madrid sometime mm-hmm. because this guy is the, the, the mold, you know, that... If you're 
ever want to to have a player you will love to have a player like Fred. That's actually true. Ashik B actually chimes in with your feelings, Javier. He says the hustle, the fight to the end. Fede was born a Madridista, and he will be the captain soon. I think that's also something that. Did you uh, saw the that Ashik said? The Apple Plus. Did you saw the Apple Plus? Uh, I haven't. No, I need to get to watching it. I need to watch it on my phone though, because you know Apple Plus. Uh, in the, I, I will spoil you. Uh, uh, something that Fede said in the, uh, I don't know, I think it's the last episode, the last film. So he said, like, uh, if you ever want to uh, leave me out of Real Madrid, you will have to kill me. He literally said that. Fair enough. I mean, it, it's something that you expect from Fede, right? Yeah. That actually makes sense. Uh, Mark E is in the chat. Mark E says, RIP Trent AA. Yeah, man. Um, he needs a spa vacation to, to get back. And welcome back, Mark. And I see that we have a lot of people in the chat, in the, in the, in the viewers list. Um, if you like Fede, just smash the like. Yeah. That's, that's, that's literally all you can do. Uh, if you want to, if you want more content about Real Madrid, I mean, we do all of it. We do previews, we do post-matches, we do analysis, we do extra, we do shorts, we do everything. So please follow along, uh, subscribe, smash the like button, uh, turn the bell on for notifications and continue supporting. Thanks for your support. Thanks for being here. Yes, Javier, uh, rounding up the Fede discussion, uh, I just want to say, Fede also helped out a lot with Kavahal, who had who was exceptional today. Um, and that's also something that we expect from Fede, you know, being the sprinter that he is. He's everywhere. Uh, but the right wing role uh, suits suited Fede in today's game. Uh, what with making um, Robertson disappear, it's been pretty fantastic from Fede. Uh, he was also there providing cover, which is also just part of his game now, I guess. Just had to mention it before we move on to the defense. Uh, we'll start with, uh, I'll start with a request to Nacho to release Salah out of his pocket. Because <laughs> that was absolutely fantastic the way that Nacho was amazing. The best player, the best player. My man of the match is Nacho, man. Yes, all of the, all of the threat that came in from that side nullified disappeared into the pockets of Nacho. He was also up the field uh, trying a couple of new things for Nacho. Uh, also got into a couple of altercations. Should have gone into a couple of fights. Uh, some of the Liverpool players could have been booked. A uh, couple of Liverpool players walking away without a yellow. I think there were like 18 tactical fouls or something and just one yellow and that yellow was to crop, which is a disgrace. Anyway, uh, but we'll get into all of that. But Nacho, man, what a player, man. I, we keep telling, we keep recommending that Nacho is just fantastic and Nacho has to renew. Nacho is the natural, I don't know, the system where we had four captains. Nacho is just fantastic as the next captain in line. And yeah, I, I, I can't run out of words to talk about Nacho. So I'll hand it over to you. Uh, and in the meantime, I'll just run a couple of polls. So, if you if you and I agree that Fede is 
uh, a, a natural, uh, a, a, a player that born to be a Real Madrid captain. Nacho is the perfect example to, to Fede to look about. So Nacho is a Real Madrid captain and he's always been a Real Madrid captain and he has been for his entire life. I mean, uh, you and I uh, have a, a, a few shows uh, together when Nacho plays and you and I agree in almost the post, every post-match that the, the level of underrated that Nacho has received by everyone in the world, except probably uh, for Real Madrid fans, I, 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 this is my only comfort that uh, Real Madrid fans know that how much Nacho represents, how much Nacho is important in field, outside of field, with the junks, with the uh, dressing room, with the manager, with the president. You you cannot uh, just pinpoint a uh, uh, thing for Nacho to, to be excellent. Mm. Nacho is excellent in every single uh, thing that he does for this team. So, uh, like you said, I, I, when, you, when you're talking about um, finishing the, the thought about Fede, immediately my mind came, okay, we need to praise Nacho. And like then immediately after you said like, exactly that what I, I was thinking, uh, drawing out Mo Salah is something that is so rare that, yeah. uh, that happened that, it's, it's, it seems almost unfair how to 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 just uh, keep a show talking about how impressive Nacho is because mm -hmm. he's playing out of position once again against one of the best uh, Frank wings in the world yeah and, and make him look like nothing and make him look like he played on the second division. That's so, actually true. I mean, a lot of EPL teams have been looking for solutions to Salah for so long. And the solution is get yourself a Nacho, Nacho, man. Yeah, get yourself a Nacho. There's just no other way. It's, yeah, it's not even his natural position, as you just said. Uh, the left-back problem has been huge, huge for Real Madrid. And Nacho is a makeshift solution, but he's actually the, the best makeshift solution we had. Not taking anything away from Kamuinga, but Nacho today has been massive, and it's a massive upgrade even from Nacho, even from Kamuinga, who's been playing at LB. Um, I or, guess, or like I said a few times already, and suddenly this is gonna get me once again, or even Mendy. If you if you ask me, I would start uh, Nacho instead of Mendy. For the rest of the season, even when Mendy is gonna be fully fit, Ooh, because that's more I know, but if you ask me, I I would prefer to have a natural mm. every single game mm -hmm. uh, than a Mendy. I I like Mendy, but what he brings to the table, it's somehow, um, I I. If it is not uh, um, working for you right now, the, the position of uh, of many in this this new beanie, I don't know if it will fit. They they didn't play for so long together, and I and and for beanie, if if beanie is your best player, 
you need mm. to to have him like you don't need to cover yeah mm. mendy play or even eduardo play Bini needs to cover mm. so i would prefer having natural and that's like, interesting so i think mendy's also on the mend and is coming back soon hopefully uh there's a poll running in the chat for anybody who's who's interested uh would you if completely fit would you prefer mendy over nacho or would you would you keep playing nacho as left back even though it's it's a heavily contested position nacho also deserves a start that's true but lb not his natural position but do you think nacho provides more cover than mendy does let us know in the in the comments uh so that i can just highlight and talk about it see if there's some points that we are missing but yeah javier um the nacho solution the nacho the selection issues that we have the selection headaches that we have it's all it's all these good problems to have uh and nacho has been consistent nacho has been fantastic uh he didn't get tested too much on pace today which is something that i was kind of scared about uh and the other thing i was scared about was the crosses from trend which as we had said got locked down pretty early in today's game which brings me to the next man that we should talk about uh who would have been tony cruz's um national um national team uh how do you call this colleague that's the word i'm looking for uh we have to talk in the absence of alaba rudiger really did step up and he delivered uh some of his yeah some of his traditional weird defending uh his positioning was actually great his head was in the game he blocked a lot more crosses than i thought would have been possible solid solid from from rudiger i mean rudiger is is a wild card you know in the first minutes of the game he almost uh, gave it away a goal to mo sala uh because he uh, didn't uh, you know position him well enough it's mm. uh, in a very dumb mistake but it didn't go through yeah. so uh but then he recovers uh, himself and block every single ball that he came across and like you said nagwir uh body position this yeah i, I mean it's his, his position he's very tall and didn't look he, he tends to attack with both feet and like you know like this this early 60s and 70s defender he didn't he's he two footing like, the competition he is two footing the competition if it goes away yeah. by just a millimeter then it's a foul then it's probably a card uh but rudiger has that i don't know that acumen that 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 proper positioning that allows him to get away with it uh ashik yeah. just put in the chat uh, rudiger was in the zone today but he was pumped actually true i mean he's used to playing against liverpool that could also be part of the reason uh but then again as you said rudiger is a wild card but his partnership with nacho is something that we talked about his partnership with militao is also something we will talk about but rudiger on his own i think i think he had a solid game uh i mean he he is prone to errors we know that he can make mistakes uh somehow one way or the other the rest of the team uh, allowed us to get away with it and some of the 
challenges luckily went right. Uh, Sunait says Rudiger was an animal. Sunait balls to walls every single tackle. It it cuts both ways. Um, two footing across, if it doesn't end up right, is a is always a risk. But it's a risk you run when you play Rudiger. Ashik says Rudiger gave Liverpool rude awakening, but grew into the game. Had some hiccups early though. Uh, I think Sunait is referring to that when he says, apart from the suicidal back pass from Kavahan, Rudiger was super solid. I think that's everyone's takeaway from the game. Uh, but then again, everybody sees the game differently, Javier. Uh, Rudiger, final thoughts? Uh, it's, 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 for him, it's a, a step to the right. Um, I mean, this is this is his first season. Uh, we need to to to, to point that out. Uh, and he came uh, to to try to win his his place mm. in, between a partnership of uh, two of the best center backs in the world last season. Alaba and me, that was one of the best, if not the best, partnership in the world last season. So. It's for him. I, I probably you will agree with me. It, it would start uh, a little rough for him. A lot of uh, dumb mistakes. A lot of uh, bad uh, judgment on what the play or the game need. Mm -hmm. But one thing that we can almost every single minute we can rely on Rudiger's is his intensity, his his willingness. So. I mean, taking a step back in that, um, you know, this this um, uh, this aggressive uh, thinking. I think it's it's a it's a step in the right uh, way to him for him. So, I mean, this this game was uh, a good game for him. I I think uh, Barca will, will provide a, a harder chance. Oh, definitely. Yeah, a bigger challenge so, over the weekend. Yeah, so expect uh, that this will be a moral boost for him. But uh, if you allow me, I will segue to the to the other center back. And for me, and for you, and everyone in the Real Madrid uh, world, uh, we we can only rely on one thing, and one thing only: the defense. That we have Militao. So we have Militao and almost every single problem goes away. And I say almost because uh, we only have uh, one position for sure in the entire defense. So, but this is the best center back in the world. So having Militao is a huge relief on everyone's shoulders. I, I, I said it in the chat. Like after, right after he crosses the ball to to Bini, like 60 meters, and almost uh, came a goal for Benzema. And like two players uh, before that, he recovers for for Darwin and destroys uh, Diego Jota. And I think even Milner. And they came up. Uh, Gatko made a foul. So there is no way that anyone can stop a prime militar, not even uh, the best um, 
I, I would love to see Militao against Talat because that would be a proper uh, a duel for me. Well, we once have, again, we uh, have the draw coming up soon. Uh, I think I already saw some chatter in, in the chat uh, about the team that they want to play next. Um, Ashik was saying that Real Madrid seems to shine against difficult teams and fold against easier ones. So he he wants to not get Benfica and get a tougher team. Sunaid and Dennis say Chelsea would be amazing uh, and that we had the ultimate difficulty run last season. I think a lot of the commentators have, have already forgotten that that is the case. Uh, they're still talking as if we have the disadvantage when we are playing at home in the UCL, uh, which is mad. Anyway, Dennis says... Uh, he wants Chelsea. Yeah, man. Uh, but that's that's taking away from the Militao discussion. Uh, I just wanted to put that in there because we had a Militao versus Hal in the chat. And it is an interesting matchup, but it's not one my heart will be particularly happy to see. Given the form they're both in, it ends one of two ways. Either we lock everything down <laughs> or we struggle, which I hate to see so early in the campaign. Um, Sunaid says Militao's trajectory throughout his career is a proper rags-to-riches story and that he is irreplaceable. Uh, yeah, man, like Javier just said, there's only one thing for sure in the Real Madrid team of today, and that's Militao being Militao, the best centre-back in the world, really. Yeah, yeah, his takeaway from even his... I, he scored the third goal last time in the in the first uh, in in the away game for us against Liverpool, right? I think so. He yeah. was wasn't he the one that scored the goal? Yeah, man. He's uh he's doing everything in in the eight two scoreline as Doris put in the chat earlier. Six six sorry six two oh, in the six two should be should be eight. Yeah, but... Ah, we should be in double digits by now, but that's that's another discussion <laughs> altogether. Yeah, uh, in the in the six two um, scoreline, Militao contributed as well, which is he goes above and beyond to be the best centre back in the world. Let me just put it that way. We yeah. have the same goals that Mo Salah in the past. I will say eight games between Real Madrid and Militao. They're, sorry, Real Madrid against Liverpool. I will say that uh, Mo Salah and Milite have the same uh, amount of goals. I forgot who was looking for revenge for a second there. I thought Militao was the one looking for the revenge. I mean, anyway. <laughs> hey, it is what it is. Ashik says uh, Militao is a god amongst all the mortal defenders of the world. Uh, Ashik, I'll let you in on a secret. Uh, Javier actually put in the chat, Militao equals god at one point during the game. And that is how much we agree to that statement. Yeah, man. Uh, Carlito said he's the best. Um, <laughs> we proper, proper agree. And that brings us to the last player, Courtois. Did he have a lot to do, Javier? What did you make of his game? Uh, Courtois is 
well, I, I will get repetitive on this, but forget me, Chad. I, um, this is the two. I think that Courtois, in the same regard, like I said about Fede, Nacho, and Benzema, this is the elite players, the true superstars players. They they make the other team seem like there is no way we can win. You know, Courtois is, if anyone in the world forget how how Courtois is, or uh, who Courtois is, sorry, just need to, to watch the uh, Champions League final against Liverpool. And especially Liverpool players know who Thibaut Courtois, I, I, I will not think of anyone in the world having nightmares about Thibaut Courtois more than Liverpool players or Liverpool fans. Mm -hmm. And today, the two or three possible chances in the first half were completely uh, out of the question, but great saves about Thibaut Courtois. Uh, the difference between a great goalkeeper and a, and a world-class goalkeeper is that a good goalkeeper would uh, provide saves uh, in the game, like uh, Dibu Martinez or you name it. But the true uh, great goalkeepers that only have one or two or three in every single game, but like we saw this, and we saw from Fortel Stegen this season, the true uh, natural superstars, they save every single chance that they have, one or two or three or so. So for me, uh, I mean, Courtois is, like I said about Bini, don't surprise me, didn't surprise me, sorry, because I expect this, this table every single game. And once again, he he left uh, tears of uh, suffering in Liverpool fans. We're sorry, I mean. What else? <laughs> we are sorry, but I don't think Godoy is ever going to say those words. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm so good. Maybe he will. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I think Kota had to make a couple major saves, uh, but just 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 to step up in terms of the Darwin Nunez threat, uh, all the way up until the first uh, 35 minutes or so, Nunez was looking quite threatening. Um, but then we had the answer in terms of Thibaut Courtois. We always seem to have the answer in in the form of Thibaut Courtois. Uh, that man hinges all of our title hopes, all of our, I don't know, trophy hopes on his big, broad Belgian shoulders. And he always seems to have our back. Um, except for that one tiny, teeny mistake in the first leg, uh, we've always been able to count on Courtois. Um, I don't think he had a foot out of place today, uh, even though playing, playing from the back kind of gives me anxiety. Uh, because of the way that we have to distribute the ball at the back. And it's it's kind of difficult, uh, which is actually the perfect segue to the player who rotates our ball when we are playing out from the back, Kawahal, who we haven't touched upon. Was it a vintage Kawahal performance, Javier, or was it a one-off against Liverpool? Somehow both, I would say. Carvajal, uh, I, I think in this point in his career, I think Carvajal is only going to play 
like this in the in this kind of games you know like you said like uh, he, he's not gonna be in this uh, way in, in the season he's not gonna play like this against i don't know Osasu uh, Cadiz uh, away i don't think he the, cares he, as much when we're playing Cadiz he pulls out vintage yeah, performances when it, when the going is that tough it's crazy and also when when you you have to earn your position when you need to prove yourself Carvajal doesn't need to prove himself because he knows that Lucas Vasquez is uh, a right wing uh, somehow recovered by uh, as a pack. Yeah, Lucas Vasquez is Lucas Vasquez is a solution that is that is actually perfect for the for the game. I mean, he's. He's one of those players who have been gifted enough to play both. Um, even the wing, the attacking position and the right back with forward ball progression. Uh, but I don't think he's much of a threat to Kavahal uh, in the RB position. But that's the case. He's not. Yeah. And Odrosola is basically non-existent. Uh, and, and Carvajal knows that uh, Nacho in that position it's the only somehow threat to him, but it's not. So uh, I, I mean, he's like what thirty-two. He he he's already a Real Madrid legend, Carvajal. So for me, that's what I said. Sometimes we need to get a a right uh, sorry a right back as soon as possible. To to I don't want to to us to happen in the same way that happened to us for Marcelo, you know, mm. a, a Real Madrid legend that is so comfortable with no opposition, that relax so much, then when we bring uh, a player to discuss the position, Marcelo, when we bring Mendy, was no longer fit to, to be competitive against Mendy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we, we have this opportunity with Carvajal to, to bring someone to play for uh, the position that allow us to have two great options, not one good and one washout legend. Mm -hmm. So I expect uh, Carvajal for the rest of the season to play like this. Only if you ask me the Champions League and against Barca, I wouldn't care because like we said in La Liga, this is basically over for us unless we win on Sunday. But if you ask me, I prefer to have uh, prime Carvajal for the Champions League games that but they have uh, five uh, uh, possible games left. Only five. If you ask me, five prime Carvajal or 10 somehow good Carvajal, Oof. I would prefer five. Yeah. Every yeah. 10. A vintage Kavahal performance would be absolutely fantastic, whatever game you're playing in. The quality of crosses, the switching of play, like everything. I think even there was one across the field cross to Winnie, who then ran with it. That's all. That's that's just one of Kavahal things, man. Uh, I completely agree. I mean, we need a right-back option who is a regular starter for La Liga. And then Kavahal maybe has to take a rotation role. 
he is as important as ever to to our ambitions to the goals that we want to achieve uh, and he's been a landmark discovery in terms of our right backs uh, kabahal is definitely up there for for the conversation for one of the best if not the best uh, right backs for us and at the global stage in this decade i mean people always prop up taa trend it hasn't really worked out for him has it i mean kabahal is is a different level but yeah uh, talking about comparing players there's a there's a there, there's some kind of a discussion going on in the chat ashik asks if you had a choice kotwa or casillas based on reliability and quality who would you take and let's go first javier <laughs> but Um, in those two um, categories i would choose casillas mm. okay interesting in overall i would probably choose uh kurta but in those two so uh reliability and quality that's actually valid reliability and quality if those were the only uh only factors that's a difficult question you know san iker he says take the emotions out but with san iker i cannot take the emotions out if that makes sense uh yeah. you need a leader in the back line that's that has always been the case um and san iker was that for such a long time uh, an actual icon somebody i looked up to when i was growing up uh and all the things in the press were actually great uh except for the stuff with with borinho which is less said the better uh but yeah san iker i would i would but kotu was making a case for himself in that discussion isn't he that's a good question yeah. ashik uh i personally hmm if it's if it's purely as a short stopper i would edge towards kotu based on his abilities based on his size decision making i'd say casillas probably much much better keeping a cooler head casillas probably much much better uh, but then again it also comes with that uh, attitude and experience isn't it kotwa still has time to grow into i know it's a, it's a, it's a <laughs> it's it's not a valid point when you're talking about goalkeepers in their prime in their age that they're in but yeah i think kotwa still has a lot of growing up to do especially in the press uh, i think casillas has a better head a better cooler head um than kotwa and also jadu i would say so that then i i i get what that you and i and probably most of the fans would prefer casillas because of the emotional part i, I mean casillas played for real madrid like i think 17 years in the first team so it's hard to to compare uh, casillas uh, against tibo i would say probably uh an even uh, better comparison if you ask me would be kaylon or tibo in both of their prime i i would think is an easier uh fight yeah but the 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 goalkeeper for the three champions league in a row 
against Tibo. Against I mean, Prime Tibo. Lucky for us that we have. If lucky for us, we have two, three of the best goalkeepers in the world for the past uh, 20, 25 years. So it's lucky for us that we we have those three. Yeah. Because it's like you said, uh, in, uh, we saw that in, in some um, uh, great teams, the difference that a good goalkeeper makes, uh, you know, like having Allison instead of Carlos, is an impressive improvement. Completely changed the team, completely changed the team dynamic. That's absolutely true. Yeah. The only thing is, I, I remember the, the only comparison that I can bring to the table at this point is the awful uh, beginning season showing of uh, of Courtois. In the beginning, when he came from, uh, I think Chelsea. we got him from Chelsea, right? Yeah, we got him from Chelsea. When we got him from Chelsea, uh, his showing initially, all the fans revolted because he was replacing a 3PD UCL winner, Kelo Navas, in goal. And all of his showing did not add up to the stuff that he said in the press. And for that reason, um, I still lean towards Casillas, man. Uh, and you can also remember that uh, in that uh, season, Zidane uh, sometimes played uh, Areola instead of uh, Timo. That's true. Yeah. I, I, I remember that Timo had a, a, a rough start in yeah. his Real Madrid career. Yeah. But lucky for us, I mean, we had good options to to compare him against. Our history has been rich with good goalkeepers. Uh, and now we have an, uh, a, 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 another uh, star in the Castilla. If you, if, if in the chat didn't know that we already have a, a, a son of a legend, not a Real Madrid legend, but a Spanish legend uh, in Cañizares. Cañizares was a goalkeeper in the same era as uh, uh, Iker, and so often was the the first option for the national team. Uh, he came uh, to the academy of Real Madrid, La Fabrica, and then moved on to Valencia, I think. But Cañizares is, is showing uh, that he can is the potential replacement for Thibaut, if not for Looney. So mm -hmm. that's once again we're safe in the goalkeeper position. That, it's fantastic news to hear as ever. And just a tip for the people in the chat: uh, the juvenile A matches uh, for Real Madrid are free to watch on the Real Madrid YouTube channel. Uh, if you ever want to, if you ever feel like tuning in. I think the the matches are on Saturday, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But it's free to watch on the on the, on the Real Madrid YouTube channel. <coughs> Couple of things in the chat. Uh, Ashik says, "Don't forget, every elderly Courtois wins is a knife being twisted in the in the hearts of the. <coughs> I'm not going to read that in the hearts of the smallest team <laughs> in Madrid." From Wanda, uh, yeah, man, they destroyed. I think they destroyed his plague that bore his name uh, in the athletic they put rats. stadium, and they put rats, uh, which is just it just goes to show you, you know, he's so deep in their fucking skulls that they can't even move forward with a plague there that bears his name. But hey, the people there are already idiots, and they they, won't... they gave first of all, 
Yeah. They gave a play yeah. for a player that has never been a Atletico uh, Madrid a player. He was on a loan for Chelsea mm. when he played for Atletico. Don't, he has never been under contract at Atletico de Madrid player. Never in his life. So, first of all, don't give a play to a player that is has never been yours. Second of all, uh, yeah, the the mentality of grandma. Uh, sorry, the Atletico de Madrid is 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 funny to me. Like if you remember the last uh, uh, derby when Morata scores, he yeah. tries to cover him uh, his last name to to just point that out the word Rata. So. Even him, he's dissing himself. I, I, I don't. I mean, we don't need to to talk about Atletico anymore. We only talk about teams that play in the Champions League. Sorry, not even they they didn't even qualify for the Europa League. Shots fired. Do you know, in Champions League, the two teams advance to the knockout stages. The third team advanced to the Barcelona Europa League, yeah. and the fourth team goes home, and that's Atletico. So. And go home they did. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, looking forward to the next run of games. We have the biggest game of March, I'd like to say. I mean, after after the first leg, it was always going to be that this is the biggest game in March. Uh, it's the El Clasico coming up on Sunday. Um, our recent run of form has been all over the place. At least it feels like especially with problems finishing today, it has been worrying to see the kind of chances that we can create, but not the chances that we can put to bed. Today has been a case of missing a lot of sitters, missing a lot of chances that should have been goals, that would have been goals in other days, in other months, in other campaigns. It is honestly a little bit worrying uh, and I I don't like being the pessimist. But can our attack find all the rhythm that it wants to against a team that is in a rich vein of form? As Barcelona is, they are a wind-churning machine in La Liga. Uh, our success, we haven't lost an El Clasico in La Liga in 22-23. As far as I can recall, to you. That's the that's that's one of the problems, right? I mean, El Clasico on its own as a standalone competition is weird. Football is weird. Football is a very, very, very tumultuous mistress. It can go in a variety of different ways. Even in our best form, uh, even in El Clasicos, we always tend to fuck something up. And this time, the Barcelona that we're coming up against, they're entrenched in problems of their own in their legal department. They're busy, which we won't talk about because we might get sued by Barcelona. That's something that they put out uh, officially. Um, but they are on a better form in La Liga than we are. So then it's a question of what can happen. What are your predictions, Javier? What are your thoughts? What, what, how are you feeling going into this game? Uh, I think it's in camp now. It's in four days, three days now. I mean, I, I, I expect 
I like you said this. Uh, this, this, this Barcelona is is no joke. Mm -hmm. We we make fun of uh, of Barca in the legal department, but in the pitch, uh, there, there there's nothing to joke about it. Like I said, I probably Terus Tegen is probably gonna break the Zamora record. Uh, it's mad. His hair grew back, and it's like he 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 grew a second brain. It's just crazy, man. Yeah. If you, I I, I mean, if they uh, give uh, the the first classical in the Ravel, they have only scored uh, received sorry five goals in the whole tournament. Five goals in the first uh, twenty. I think we're what week twenty four or something like that. This is insane, yeah. and they have a, a very strong uh, defense, a very strong midfield. They have Lewandowski. They have so many options, and they're gonna play at home. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, the whole controversy will not affect it because they're playing at home, yeah. and we saw that when we play in the Bernabeu. Uh, a few weeks back at, at Copa, and we expect and we praise for Real Madrid to destroy them. They play awful football, Atletico de Madrid football, and they won yeah. uh, at the Bernabeu. So I would expect the same for them in the Camp Nou. Play defensively, play like I don't have to win this game. Yeah. And and like I, I like I started this podcast, uh, yeah, dude, like this lineup for Real Madrid was the perfect for a draw. Mm. You know? Yeah. We don't have that option on Sunday. We need to score, we need to win. And Barça knows that. So if you ask me if I'm um, on, on the Sunday afternoon for me, and and I saw that. Real Madrid is playing with the same guys as today. I mean, I will probably get disappointed. Yeah, that makes sense. But after 90 minutes, Carleto can make magic. So for me, uh, if I need to, to 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 be excited once again, I need to uh, I need to see some changes in the mm -hmm. in the lineup. Yeah. Like I said in the chat, I would expect uh, to try me and Camavinga to start. I would expect Fede in the midfield. I would expect uh, Rodrigo. Uh, at the start, or one of those two, you know, something uh, revolutionary, something that uh, made like uh, the, the the position of Real Madrid, like Real Madrid needs to say, I'm here to win. I'm, I, I came to win. I came to uh, to your stadium with your people to win you and make uh, you worry about losing La Liga and 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 hit you as hard as I can because. Uh, this is the last bullet of Real Madrid yep. against Barca. Yep. If we don't win on Sunday, it's over La Liga and probably over in La Copa del Rey. Yeah. So having fans, we can like so relax on this game against Liverpool. Mm. But don't get me wrong, the the season. Is played on this Sunday, like you said. The base, the biggest game on March is probably the biggest game in the season at this point. Yes. Winning against Barca is crucial to having options in La Liga, to having options in La Copa, and keep motivated the players in Champions League. So 
this is crucial. If we didn't, if we don't win, I will say it's probably gonna be a, a season without titles. I will say so. Tough, tough, big call. I mean, I agree with almost everything. Uh, the only thing I don't agree with is that is the expectation that they, there will be a lot of change in the lineup. If we know Carlo enough, and I think we do, um, honestly, I don't expect too much to change. I do expect Rodrigo to start. Um, and I hope more balls will be played out to Rodrigo than we've seen Vinny being played to. Because it gets, let's just say, it gets repetitive. It gets uh, something that the other teams can possibly guess. And we don't have the luxury of playing against somebody who's too attack-minded for their own good, like we had against Trent today. We won't have that against Barcelona with both Araujo as well as Testegen having seasons of their life. So that, I mean, Araujo is probably the only centre-back in the conversation with Militao at this point. Even if it's consistency, even if it's positioning, even if it's aerial threat, that's where the competition is. Araujo is so impressive that Xavi plays him in the in the right uh, against Bini. You know he outplays because he that's how good Araujo is that he yeah. puts him in the in the exactly in the right. exactly that's the thing. Yeah, man. It's uh, a couple of yeah. I'm just reading out the comments just to see what the general populace are thinking. Uh, Dennis the Great reminds us that uh, it's funny our record at the Camp Nou against Barcelona. Uh, sorry, Dennis, it's Spotify Camp Nou uh, against Barcelona in the last few years is better than the one even at the Bernabeu, which is which actually goes against all sorts of reason because we should be expecting pigs' heads to be flying, but our Dennis says that our record at Camp Nou is uh, better than the one at Barnabeu. Uh, Sunait says, a win might be better, but I don't feel good about it after last week. That was the perfect opportunity to deal them a mental blow. Everything's everything's lining up. I mean, we win on Sunday. We take La Copa to them, outplay them. Uh, it's, all, it's all sunshines and rainbows and unicorns after that. <laughs> Ashik says Real Madrid will go to Camp Nou and remind Laporta and Barcelona that they are still part of Spain. Uh, Spain is run from Castile, not Catalonia. I think a lot of people would disagree with you, Ashik, there because historically, it's not a good debate to get into. So I will not. Dennis says, I hope we best Barcelona, but I don't think we will. Oh, and not a lot of positivity. In the chat, Ashik says, anybody who wants to bet on Mariano starting just for fun. <laughs> if I if I do make that bet, that will be one of the most interesting bets of my life. Because if I cash out, I'm a millionaire. If I lose money, I lose what? 10 bucks? It's just and not happening. Because I, the fee will be like 90.99. Yeah, exactly. If you, yeah. If you get one cent, you can probably get millionaire. Yeah, yeah, exactly, pretty much. Uh, I would more expect Hazard to start. 
It's uh, it's probably not going to happen. As a goalkeeper, as a, as a goalkeeper, that Mariano star. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at this point, Hazard is more of a traffic goal, traffic goal for training than anything else. But that's a depressing. But Mariano has more goals than Hazard, so. That's actually true. I mean, you know what? If nothing else works, just throw him on for the last 15 minutes and let Mariano work his magic. Yeah, but thoughts, I mean, I guess the feeling going into the Clásico for large portions of the of the fans is that it's it's it won't be easy comparing our form against theirs. They've been knocked out of major competitions. But they just find a way to win against us. It's just, it just hasn't been happening. And for us, they've always been the kryptonite, our biggest rivals. And Sunday will be an interesting matchup. And it's something that we look forward to with a bit of trepidation, with a lot of courage. It's exciting. Every El Clasico is exciting. It gets your blood boiling. It, it's not easy to put into words what it means to win an El Clasico. It doesn't give us trophies, usually. But a win is a win. And it's always, always a good thing. couple of things from, from the comments before we move on. Um, oh, yeah. In the poll that we ran, if it, who do you play at left back? 40%. Of the people uh, have picked Nacho, whereas 60% of the people have picked uh, Mendy. So a natural left back is apparently the fans' choice against a makeshift left back who has been having a fantastic season. There are things to agree there. There are things to disagree there. Uh, Mendy, a lot of forward action, yes. A lot more creativity, yes, but a lot more defensive errors. He's prone to a lot more defensive errors. That's to be expected of a of an attacking fullback, if that makes any sense. If you ask me, uh, that the pull the sixty forty difference is it's an even more uh, remark on the fact that we need a, left, a fullback. Because if you have a fullback, a, a true fullback, and he only gets 60% of the votes in a pool, and against in this position, I mean, it's it's more obvious than now that that we need a, a, a fullback. That's uh, actually true. I mean, it's I quite this, close. This 40% out. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's actually quite close, which is kind of mad. Hmm. So to round up the the classical. Uh, on Sunday, yeah, do, uh, first of all, uh, I will say to the chat, uh, obviously we're going to have a, a, a preview. Uh, expect uh, probably tomorrow or Friday uh, to be announced on the on the YouTube channel. Um, like you said, the, the classical is always special for us. And, and, I, and I probably uh, even uh, more than any other classical, I think this is a classical for me for two for two because it can go perfect for Bini or really really bad because 
we saw that uh, every single stadium in La Liga and every single uh, right back uh, gets gets at him, you know, by fouls and uh, and sometimes racial uh, slurs. Uh, if any stadium in the world is going to be hard for Vini in that regard, it's going to be Spotify Camp So Vini needs to know that, and Carletto needs to know that. And and, and they knew, and they know. Uh, they need to talk to him, and he needs to be in his own mind, you know, doing what Vini does, what uh, he did today, that what he can bring to the table. And don't get distracted by these other factors that are gonna be there. The whole defense of Barcelona and the whole stadium know how threatening Vini is. So they're gonna try to attack him for the very first uh, time that his name is on the audio of the stadium. Not even his first ball. He's gonna be booed in the first uh, few steps for him in the pitch. So I expect, I truly expect a brilliant performance by Bini to shock them like Raul did uh, 20 plus years ago. Uh, and this can go either perfect for Bini or really worse. I obviously uh, uh, prefer to, to, to him to have a, a, a wonderful game, to score a hat-trick, to destroy everyone uh, at Barca. So this is Bini's game. And it's, it's good to be in Bini's hand as a Real Madrid fan at this point, you know? Yeah, completely agreed. It will be a Vinicius showing. The only question is if Barca has answers and if so, where it comes from, then again, I do also want to see a lot more changes because we are playing with an expected setup, an expected flow. We have one answer creatively and it seems to be winning. And it will be a Vinicius showing. Um, just one last question about today's game, which I skipped earlier. Man of the match, Javier. Who are you thinking? Man of the match, let's, let's, let's do this properly. We've just completed and knocked out Liverpool out of the UCL yet again. Who's your man of the match for today? in the second leg. Mm, I will say Nacho. Truly special performance. That's actually fantastic. It yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I mean, to all the points that we talked about, Nacho, we've been propping him up. We, we're giving him his flowers and it's about time that we do. Um, absolutely special. Who was the official man of the match, Jadu? I'm not entirely sure because when I think it's Kamavinka, somebody in the chat can let me know if I'm wrong. Uh, if it is Kamavinka, it, it also does make a lot of sense because Kamavinka had a sensational showing and uh, he's... Sorry, um, my voice cut out. Um, yeah, Kamavinka had a sensational showing and he definitely deserves it. It's been a revelation in the way that he's playing in different positions. His versatility has been an answer to the things that we didn't even know that we were looking for. So yeah, Kamavinga easily uh, 
a candidate for man of the match, Kamavinga and Nacho. So that's our votes, guys. Um, people in the chat, if there's other people you want to put forward, if you disagree with us, let us know. Dennis mm -hmm. Lagrade says Kamavinga. Kamavinga. I do. I say Kamavinga. And Javier says Nacho. Dennis says Kamavinga. Uh, Ashik also agrees. Ashik says Kamavinga. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, but Nacho actually sensational. Uh, fucking love Nacho. Um, anything else to add? I mean, in the chat, Dennis is saying, I hope you don't lose to Barcelona. My father is a Barcelona fan. He will defo call me if we lose. Uh, <laughs> emancipate yourself. If your father is a Barcelona fan, emancipate yourself right now. <laughs> my condolences, Dennis. Uh, <laughs> my thoughts and prayers with you. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're winning this, man. Uh, Sunaide asks, uh, how is it like at the dinner table? And uh, Dennis says, when my dad moved to Madrid in the early 90s, Romario was his favorite player and became a Barca fan. Some personal history, some family history for you there towards the end of the podcast, Javier. Uh, thanks for sharing, Dennis. I actually really enjoyed that. <laughs> That's a nugget to take away. That's pretty cool. Uh, and I guess that's... Oh, Sunet says Benzema's officially man of the match. Joke. Uh, Joke. Come on. That's that's taking away a lot from the from the workhorses of today's win. It's uh, probably the worst man of Real Madrid. Actually, yeah, probably the worst player on the pitch today. Uh, and we don't say this usually about Benzema. For for us to say this, that that means um, that means there's something wrong. But yeah, uh, at least it's good for Benzema. Uh, maybe it boosts uh, his confidence. Maybe he doesn't feel like posting another Instagram story. Please don't do that, Benzema. If you're listening, please never do that. Um, you have nothing to prove. Just please score against Barcelona and put this season to bed. Yeah. Yeah, I have a... Uh... I, I saw a statistic today, so um, I think we should point that out that Real Madrid is the first team in the Champions League history to reach to 300 games. So, kudos to us uh, to reaching the, this milestone of 300 games in the Champions League era. 300 games, you know, have you heard that? People in the chat, listen up, we, we won 300 games in the UCL era, the first and only team to do that so far? Definitely, right? Who else? Who else but Real Madrid? Bayern, Bayern is the second one with 280, I think. And the other teams came. I, I think Barca is in third place. But yeah, 300 games uh, at Champions League. I, I would love to see the, the record because once again, uh, no team has played more in the Champions League, obviously. But no team has won more Champions League games. Probably, and our team has scored more goals in the Champions League. And you know, if you Google Champions League, almost in every category, Madrid is going to be top. The only wow. category that we're not going to be top is the one that Juventus had is more uh, final loss. So, 
hopefully we don't match that and hopefully we never have to even think about that record um let's just make we it we need possible. to lose like the next 20 to to equal that record because as it right now we have we have never lose a champions league final so in the champions league era we are i think eight out of eight enough That's said music. enough said yeah. you know enough said a uh, couple of questions just from the chat before we wrap things up was benzema really that worst ashik asks you are too focused on his misses and scoring benzema does a lot more off the ball um to which all i have to answer is i think benzema was was um, was part of the link up play yes definitely but that's benzema's role he plays deep he does the off the ball moments but what do you expect from a number nine? What's what's the point? Um, because our finishing off late in the past two seasons have relied more on Benzema than any other player in the recent history of the club. So that's where you want your captain. That's where you want your talisman. That's where you want the best player in the world to step up and deliver. Uh, his drop-off in form is the one thing that's concerning. It's been coming for a portion has been coming for consecutive months after he got injured and today's showing just adds to the anxiety that i have that okay there is a drop off there is a standard that's missing and that just makes me focus more on what benzema is doing and if benzema is doing anything wrong and i think it's from that place that I come out and say, okay, Benzema was the worst player on the pitch. So, because for me, he was. Um, Sunay just said that he holds him to a, um, a lofty standard. That's actually true. That's actually true. Um, but it's not just standards. I mean, him winning the man of the match is not, it just doesn't add up to the things that we saw in the game. Yeah, it's just frustration with uh, with the way that it has been building up, you know. Yeah, Javier. That's just me ranting on about Benzema. Yeah, but I agree with you. I mean, saying that, that he was the worst player of Real Madrid today, he's not saying that he's a bad player. He said, like, all of the other uh, starting 10 and probably, and a few of the substitutions were better. I mean, it's not a bad game for Benzema, probably, because we won. But he, I will ask uh, in the chat, uh, I, I don't recall who, who made the question, but I will ask you if Benzema uh, didn't have this performance and we lose today for zero, would you go at him for the opportunities lost probably yes so uh, to be fair to him uh, is is better to say that he had a, a bad game that saying that he deserves man of the match with this performance because that kind of mentality is the kind of mentality that we we cannot uh, have because that will create uh, some more problems than solutions. Mm. So for me, it's better to say that 
Today he has a, a very bad game, and like uh, Jadu said, I, I hope he scores a hat trick on Sunday, and then he deserves to be man of the match. So I will always root for my players, but try to be a little more. Uh, it's from uh, a place of uh, emotion. It's more emotion than it is anything else, because that's the expectation that we have from him. Uh, I think Dennis asks. Uh, Dennis says, uh, where did it go? Uh, you can be, wait. Dennis says, uh, this is modern football. You can have a poor game, uh, get an assist or goal and get man of the match. Yeah, man, I think that's a, that's a valid point. I mean, he got the man of the match. He got a goal. He did have a poor game. Uh, Modern football is more stats-based than it is anything else. Maybe the stats work in in Benzema's favor today. I don't know. From the game that I saw, I wouldn't. I would personally give it to Kamavinga or, as Javi has said, even Nacho as man of the match. And um, he said something about analysts, bro. We are not analysts. We just speak from we just speak from our heart because this is the club that we grew up with. This is the club that we are addicted to. More or less, the game, the 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 club that we tune in to watch every match, every preview, every post match, every result, every transfer rumor, we are there, and that's why this channel exists. That's why we keep delivering all of this content, you know. And that's pretty much it. That's all from my side. And from that place of emotion, I just want to say, uh, tune in next time. We'll be doing the preview as Javier mentioned earlier. Big game coming up. Big games coming up. Uh, subscribe if you're new. Uh, let us know if you want us to do watch-alongs because that's something that we're thinking of. If you guys would enjoy, just leave us a message on Instagram. Leave a like here. Leave uh, Subscribe and comment on the video, I guess. Um, shout out to Real Madrid Committee, our partners on Instagram who have been with us from day one. We never forget our day ones. Shout out to people in the chat. As always, Ashik, Dennis, Sunaid, the regulars. Uh, shout out to you guys, man. You keep this interesting. You keep us going. Hala Madrid. Javier, if you want to add something. Yeah, just uh, uh, I wish more than uh, anything else. 2-1 uh, victory on Sunday. Two goals for Beanie. Come on. Come on. Let's fucking go. Hala Madrid, guys. Uh, Ashik finally says, the sweatshirt reference was at you. Yeah, man. Uh, my jerseys are in the wash. I have this, though. So, cheers. And Hala Madrid. See you guys later. Bye-bye.